All right, boys and girls, welcome once again to Grease the Wheels, your weekly automotive technician podcast that comes out of the greasy pie hole of your Uncle Jimmy. Just had some pizza, so it's a little greasy. Hey, we're here at the Rock and Roll Garage, banging on the automotive industry in the name of automotive technicians everywhere. Hey, uh, before I get started, I just want to do my weekly routine here where I thank all of you for what you do. I really mean it. I am very happy that you're all doing what you do. Hopefully, you're getting paid well for it. Probably not, but... What can I do? What can I do? I'm doing what what I can. I do what I can. Uh, I don't know what else I can do. I mean, I could probably take a club or a bat or maybe even a gun and force your boss to pay you more. But then as soon as I leave, he's going to go back to going, yeah, you're not getting that fucking race. Fuck you. Uh, not a good idea. Anyway, violence is never the answer. Well, again, it depends on the question. Hey, listen, I just want to move forward, though, and just thank you all real quickly here for uh, what you do. I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, planet moves because of sons of bitches like you. Now, this week and, of course, last week and the week before, I've been back to work and uh, had uh, had, a, had a taste of what it was like to be an auto mechanic again. And uh, oh, I got to say... And and all I want to all I can do is is give you the truth. The truth is all I have as a weapon. As I sit here behind the microphone, barking out shit. The truth is the only weapon that I wield against the world and the people who are upsetting what goes on in the world. I have been uh, just a little extra cranky. And uh, if you know anything about what happened to me, you might be able to understand why. I understand exactly why. Uh, I don't really like it too much. Um, I prefer not to be like that, but. But it happens, and uh, I am finding myself flying off the handle a little more often than usual, and I kind of need some help with that, and I thought that maybe some of you might also need some help with that, because uh, there are certainly a lot of, a lot of, lot of, lot of things that uh, piss us all off, that aggravate the shit out of us, and make us irritable, and angry, and frustrated, and all those bad things that happen to you when shit doesn't go your way, and really... Uh, it's kind of our fault and we should expect it. I, I definitely expect it. Um, just as I get older and uh, things happen to me, I become less uh, less willing to suffer uh, the aggravations and the uh, irritations and the fucking angry things that happen to me. Uh, I'm just I'm just not able to deal with it. So what I thought what I would do is is try to bring some maybe some healing, maybe some uh, therapy. Uh, who knows? Uh, not only to you, as uh, the wrench twist bastards of the world out there, but to myself as well. Okay, so what I did was I found an article because that's what I do here. I try to I try to inform. I don't know how well it's working. I, I'm not sure. Uh, it may not be working at all. But hey, whatever I can do, if it helps someone somewhere, even if it's just me, then so be it. Uh, I found a thing, an article here. It's just uh, I. It, it says uh, what does it say here? A conscious rethink. Okay, 12 things to do when you're feeling irritable. Okay, and I would interject the usual Uncle Jimmy comments in here. And uh, also, too, I want to just say before I get started, uh, quite a few of the uh, comments I will make will involve violence of some sort. I just want to clarify, violence is really, I I make a joke out of it, and I kind of say it in jest, and maybe I think it's funny. Maybe it is, and maybe it isn't, really. Violence is never going to be the answer, okay? When you're in a workplace, and people are paying you to do a job, uh, the last thing they really want to have to deal with is violence of any type. And depending on where you work, they probably have pretty much a zero-tolerance policy on violence at work, okay? So... Uh, what that means typically is you can't even really talk about it. You can't go up to somebody and say, listen, I'm going to kick your fucking ass or I'm going to beat you to death or whatever. You just, you can't even say it. Never mind doing it. Okay. And I think that honestly, uh, that's probably the best policy. However, uh, letting off a little steam by telling someone, maybe you've worked with them for a while. Maybe you know them. Maybe they know what they're doing is pissing you off and you just want to remind them that if they keep it up, it's going to come to blows. Uh, it's always a bad thing. It's always a bad thing, even though I will freely admit, I think that some people could greatly benefit from a fucking thorough fucking thrashing, just a fucking savage beating, just to let them know, hey, you know what? That behavior you were exhibiting before I fucking touched you up with my fists, yeah, that shit was no fucking good. It was no bueno. So let's fucking stop doing that. And uh, I think Frankie knows the favorite thing for me to say is stop fucking doing that. 
<laughs> oh shit, that's that's a classic from way back. I'm sorry, I had to I had to go there. Seriously though, if somebody's doing something to piss you off, I think that with the tone of your voice and perhaps even maybe the uh, look on your face or maybe the fact that your fists are balled up, you might be able to say, "Listen, you need to stop fucking doing that." Or you are not going to like what happens next. Sometimes you just have to let people know, hey, you are pissing me off and I'm going to fix it. And let them know. No uncertain terms. Let them know. But you can't really go right out and say, listen, if you do that again, I'm going to shoot you right between the eyes with my 9mm. Can't say that. Can't do that either. Don't do that. Okay. Because especially where I am now, they will execute you without even thinking about it. You know, you'll ask for your last meal. And while they're out getting it, they'll just go, you know what? DoorDash is late. Here you go. You're done. Goodbye. No in and out for you, motherfucker. All right. Let's hit this list, though. Okay. Because as you can tell, your Uncle Jimmy's a little cranky tonight. And I think that this is probably the way it's going to be for me for the rest of my life. So uh, get fucking used to it, motherfuckers. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, you can see how badly I need this, right? Uh, here's what it says. I'm just going to read this. And hopefully it's not, the grammar's not too fucked up. People often describe anger as a red mist coming down over your eyes. Eh, okay, sure. Once that veil has come down, you can't see anything clearly and would often act totally irrational. Yup, guilty as charged. For me, feeling irritable is a toned-down version of that. Well, not for me. I, I'm reading that, okay? For me, feeling irritable is a fucking ramped-up, supercharged version of that where I throw shit, I yell obscenities, and uh, I will f- willingly smash something that I own, regardless of whether I need it or not, because it will make me feel better. It will, and it does. It works. I have smashed stuff. This The list is enormous folks i have smashed stuff on purpose that i own typically uh to relieve some tension and it has worked uh 100 okay here we're gonna go we're gonna move on here though moving on i often think of the irritable mist as a kind of light pink milder version not enough to distort your point of view entirely but enough to make it difficult for you to speak to anyone normally or behave in an entirely rational manner okay so this guy's a, a tenderfoot He's just, he's not, he's not getting mad in any kind of way that you might even recognize, okay? But you and I, we, we work in shops where we, folks, I don't have to tell you. I'm going to tell you, but I, I don't have to tell you how difficult our job is, how, how physically demanding it is, how mentally demanding it is. And, you know, the whole mentally demanding thing has become worse and worse and worse every motherfucking day. It is ridiculous the shit they're putting on cars now. It is it is ridiculous. Uh, I got back to work not too long ago, uh, beginning of this month, beginning of last month, I should say, and we had a brand new uh, model of car that came in, and uh, I don't know how well this is going to sell. However, in the back seat, there was a fucking ginormous screen hanging down from the roof. I mean, it was beyond ridiculous. Ridiculous. It was like a fucking IMAX screen hanging down. Oh, and by the way, it didn't fucking work. Oh, my God. What the fuck has happened to the automobiles I used to know? Oh, I used to say that all the time. Actually, I used to say, what the fuck happened to the Delta 88? I used to know. What happened to cars being just a fucking mode of transportation? What the fuck happened to that? Oh, don't answer that question, Uncle Jimmy. Seriously, mentally demanding. Okay, so I think, then this is my personal opinion, that if you get uber aggravated, you get ultra angry, if you if you just erupt like a fucking volcano, I think you're allowed. Okay, because this job that we do is not getting any easier. It is not going to get any easier. And yet people who who are in uh, charge of what we make and what cars we work on and even where we work on them and, and when we work on them, they don't fucking seem to get it. They just seem to think that we're monkeys with tools and, and that's it. And we should just fix everything and shut the fuck up. And oh, by the way, we should be lucky that we have a fucking job and that whatever they pay us is, oh, so generous. It's like, what the fuck? Really? You need to fucking get the shit slapped out of you. There's that whole violence thing again, really, because it has it has morphed into this job where 
uh, some of us, and I'm really, I don't like to include myself in this, but some of us have to become so, well, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. This is how, this is how mind numbing this whole thing is. But we've got electric cars we have to work on. We have the internal combustion engine cars we have to work on. We have options on these cars that numb the fucking coils of my brain. Oh, it is, it is, it is seriously, it is ridiculous. The things that we have to know to do what we do. Okay, maybe you're in an indie, but you know what? This shit's gonna be there soon enough. Okay, soon enough. Because going to the dealer, if you know, if you buy some car that has all kinds of these little fucking gadgets and toys and fucking cameras and fucking sensors and fucking screens and fucking this and that and the other thing, fucking banana car playing shit. It's like, look, this shit's going to be in your indie shop soon enough. And people are going to be going, I can't seem to get the, the, the screen to come up when I'm using my Android car play. And you're going to be like, fucking, I don't have a wrench for that lady. So get the fuck out of here. You're going to lose money that way. You know, electric cars are going to start showing up in your places. It's going to be like, yeah, I got a problem with the charging. You know? It's because what you did was you fucking backfed AC into a DC system. We have that going on now. Hello, that the the cars don't like that when you when the car thinks it's going to get a fat watt of charging through DC and you fucking stick a an adapter in it that keeps it from going to DC and then now it's AC. This is like the struggle between Edison and Tesla. That didn't end well for either one of them, really. And now your car is going to fucking barf up some fucking control modules that, oh, by the way, you have to pull the battery out of the fucking thing to get at them. So, you're, you know, you do this to your car and it's not under, when it, if, if and when it's not under warranty, you're going to be out some fucking buku dinero. You're going to be out all that money you saved on gas and more. Uh, so, listen, uh, if you get angry, aggravated, upset, and irritated, uh, I don't think you need to... F- I don't think you need to be rational about it. You just need to get over it, really. But but here we're going to move on, okay? Because uh, I know that's that's my favorite thing to say. Moving on, let's move forward with this. Uh, here's what it says here. Sometimes you can be so deep into the mire that you don't even recognize you're in a bad mood or behaving strangely. Uh, well, no, that's not true for your Uncle Jimmy. I'm aware that I'm in a bad mood when I'm in a bad mood. Believe me, I'm very aware of it. And if I'm behaving strangely, well, that just means I'm awake, basically. That's all. <laughs> That's all. However, when you are fully aware that you are seeing things through a veil of irritability and you're not acting like your normal, sensible self, <laughs> let me tell you something, okay? If I, if I was a normal and sensible person, I would definitely be acting because that does not describe me one little bit. It doesn't make it any easier to shake it off. It doesn't make it any easier to shake it off. Okay. It's human nature to be irritable now and again. I think it should just end that sentence right after the word now. It's human nature to be irritable now. And, and we're all guilty of it. There are all kinds of reasons that we can start feeling irritable and we often can't predict when it's going to take over. You know, that's the thing is uh, I go from fucking zero to pissed off in like fucking 1.1 seconds. I am, I am literally a fucking supercar. I'm a Lamborghini Countach of fucking getting angry. I will get there quickly. Okay. Sometimes we'll wake up that way. Sure, that happens. Uh, used to happen more often. Uh, while other times it will slowly come over us as various seemingly insignificant, various seemingly insignificant things all pile up and overwhelm us. Various, I'm sorry, I just going to do it one more time. Various seemingly insignificant things. Folks, I am the king of being pissed off at various seemingly insignificant things i have a thing i i don't know where this came from i suppose it maybe is an adaption for my brain i don't get pissed off at people very very often i I will get mad at people but typically i get mad at things inanimate objects uh two reasons number one they can't testify okay number two i can fucking smash them if i own them i can smash them and if i don't own them i can take them somewhere where the owner can't see me and i can smash them and various seemingly insignificant things one of the things that pisses me off more than anything and and you probably heard this before is fucking gravity fucking gravity what the fuck it is i'm telling you folks it is keeping us all down and you can't, I'm telling you, you can't let go of a single fucking thing on this planet anywhere on it. And gravity isn't going to grab that son of a bitch and pull it right down to the floor. And probably at such a velocity that it will smash, break, or destroy said object. 
And I fucking hate that. Okay. I've got shit and I don't know. I don't know what to do about this. You know, if I drop a fucking socket or an extension or what did I drop today? This was ridiculous. This just happened to me today. I dropped a can of silicone spray in an engine bay and it went down like three fucking feet. Of course, it's not going to hit the fucking floor. So I've got to stick my arm down inside a fucking blazing hot fucking engine compartment next to the exhaust manifold and grab this fucking can of silicone spray that is oh by the way upside down and spraying itself because it was brand new was and the weight of it is causing the fucking nozzle to be in the disperse mode so it's down there spraying itself all over fucking hell's half acre and, and it doesn't really smell that great and then i pull it out and of course I'm irritated and I hold it up and I look at it and I go, what the fuck was that all about? God damn it. And I didn't throw it because like I said, it was new. If it had been even a little bit more empty than it was, I would have fucking thrown it on the floor, watched it split open and spin around like a fucking epileptic top or something. It's just ridiculous. The things that happen to me every day that set me off, they are, they're various seemingly insignificant things. Oh, I, I hope I literally, literally, let me just put this out there, okay? Because I care about the people that listen to this podcast. I care about auto mechanics and, and how we're treated and, 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 and what we're asked to do and how much we're not paid and all that. If you get upset at various <laughs> seemingly insignificant things, I feel you, brother. Um, but we gotta, we gotta find a way around it. I haven't found it yet. I haven't, I think that death is going to be the only, it's going to be the cure. You say, well, you know, what's going to cure that getting angry over stupid stuff is, uh, uh, rigor mortis. So, uh, it's it, it, days like today. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Here we go. Uh, sometimes one specific event or contact with a particular certain person can instantly turn a sunny mood into a cloudy one yes that's true but you know what uh by now if you're an adult human being over the age of 20 you should be used to the fact that there's some people who are fun and happy and and to be around and then there's other people who are just fucking moody and and fucking upset and and you don't want to be around them okay because they're always down and they hate everything and usually they're they have really, really black hair and they have mascara on and shit. So they're easy to spot, you know, and you might want to beat a path around them, especially if you don't want to be in a bad mood, you know, but if you got somebody out there who's ruining your mood every day, beat a path around that some bitch. Okay. Moving on here. It says, why am I so irritable? Two of the biggest reasons we can feel irritable is if we're either tired or hungry. Eh, I don't really get too irritable. I don't get hangry. I don't get irritable if I'm hungry. As a matter of fact, I really don't even get hungry very often. I eat and I just eat at the prescribed times and I, I never feel hungry. I mean, I've, I've obviously I've been hungry, uh, but uh, for the, for me, it's not such an overwhelming feeling that it changes my mood, believe it or not. Uh, but if I'm tired, uh, I get to, I, I get to an extra level of cranky, but I'm too fucking tired to do anything about it. So usually me being tired is actually uh, I'm, I'm in a more docile mood. I don't know about you. But if I haven't had my full eight hours or have gone more than four hours without eating, I'm not much fun to be around. Well, myself personally, I don't fit that particular description. I sleep only about five hours a day and I, I can't, I want to sleep more. I would like to sleep all fucking day. I really would. But if I go to bed at midnight, which I usually do, I'm up at four and I could, and, and, and I'm like, oh, I could just go, you know, I don't got to be up until like, you know, six or something like that. I can go, oh, I can catch a couple more hours of sleep. Nope. Gonna fucking, gonna, you know, once I've woken up at four and drained the main vein, I am up. That's it. And there's no amount of, of fucking, there's no amount of sleeping pills that's going to put me back to sleep. And it's, it, I hate it because I could probably use at least two more hours and probably another two or three on top of that. But can I get that? No. No, what I have to do is get up. And, I mean, this is like if, a, if I'm having a day off, I got to get up. I got to do something. I got to, I got to, then here's what happens. Usually I'll get up, sleep the, the, the prerequisite four, three, four, five hours, whatever it is. Realize that I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. Get up, have some breakfast usually, and then fuck around on the internet and then make a list of things to do. And then boom. At that particular point, as soon as I make a list of things that I want to try to do, I'm on the couch taking a nap, and I'm getting that three, four hours that I I didn't get earlier. As soon as I, I swear to God, as soon as I make a list of things to do, that's it. My body just says, "Yeah, fuck that. 
We need more sleep. Yeah, no shit. Where were you fucking three hours ago, asshole? Here we go. Uh, a hangover. Can, uh, well, here also, a hangover can make me pretty irritable too. Yeah, no shit. Especially as I know it's completely self-inflicted. It's not completely self-inflicted. Sometimes you got to have some help. You know, somebody's got to hold the funnel. Somebody's got to egg you on to do shots of some shit you've never done before. Somebody's got to hold your hair while you puke. Uh, stress can be another huge contributing factor. If you've got a million things rushing around inside your brain, it can be difficult to remain tolerant or to be truly present in the moment. Yeah, uh, a lot of people seem to be preoccupied with a lot of shit. I've, I forego that by living by myself and not having a whole lot of outside influence when I'm not at work. So, I, I mean, I live really, I talk about myself a lot on here, but I, this is something that I do. It does help me a great deal. I have almost like a sensory deprivation thing going on in my apartment. There just, if, if I turn the TV on at all, it's just to go to YouTube to watch uh, videos of jazz musicians playing jazz. And if I'm on the internet, I'm just looking at old Chevy trucks. I mean, it, you know, there's not much more input than that. You know, I don't, I don't give a fuck what's going on in Europe. I don't live there. You know, I don't give a fuck what's going on in China. Guess what? Don't live there either. You know, I'm going to worry about what's going on here inside my little sensory deprivation tank. And you know what? Things are fucking pretty fucking feet peaceful here. I don't have to deal with anybody. Nobody has to deal with me. The world is happy. At least a little bit, you know. We're gonna read some more of this article here, and then then they go into a list of things that you can uh, that you can uh, do to help uh, alleviate some of the irritability, some of the crankiness that you might be feeling. And that's a pretty good little list. I just I skimmed it. Okay, I'm trying, Eric. I'm telling you, I'm trying. I don't want to read it and then figure out what I'm gonna say later. I want to read it and figure out what I'm gonna say right now. That's it, it, what works for me. I got to tell you, um, and, and I'm gonna just take a little aside here. Um, it doesn't cause me to be irritable, okay? Because I love what I love doing this podcast for you guys. Because I do get I do get a good bit of positive feedback, and it's 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 pretty cool. And and I like to think that maybe some of the stuff I talk about helps you out. Maybe it's entertainment, even which helps you out. I hope, and maybe a little comedy. I don't know. Probably not as much as I think, anyway. But it's also a little bit of a drag on my mind. You know, I get to Monday. I'd like to do it on Sunday. Too fucking lazy to do it on Sunday. So I say I'll do it Monday. And then Monday I get home. And Monday is, and I don't know why this is, but every Monday where I work is a complete and utter fucking shit show. I mean, more fucking shit comes unraveled on Monday at our place. And I don't, there's no one explanation for it. It's just Mondays just suck massive moose dick. And I don't want, I don't, I don't want to deal with shit on Monday. I get, I got home real late last night, which was Monday night. And, uh, there was no way podcast was happening last night because I was a tired beat really fucking ragged off. And see, I just fucking didn't feel like doing it. I procrastinated like a motherfucker. I got a fucking Olympic gold medal in procrastination. Let me tell you. So here we are on a Tuesday. And I wanted to put together something for you, but you know what? I've, I've been going on, I've been going on now almost four and a half years, and it's really kind of tough to come up with some sort of original content. And it, as a matter of fact, I'm not because I borrow other people's content and then rip it to shreds. Which I don't know. That doesn't really make it original. Uh, but that's but sometimes that's the best I can do. I don't I don't have a lot of original material left to 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 regale you boys and you girls with, but. Uh, I do what I can, and uh, I don't want you to feel like, you know, like this is some kind of burden or something. It's really not, but uh, it is tough. It is a little tougher some days than others. Like today, I'm, I'm, you know, I get a text from from the Eric, the producer, and I'm like, hey, what, what should I do a podcast on? And he goes, I got nothing. <laughs> I go, well, no, you don't have nothing, but uh, I, I get what you're saying. So I persevere for you. It's all for you. Everything is about you. And I hope that your situation is either A, better than it was four years ago, is getting better than it was four years ago, or is looking up from where you were four plus years ago when I started doing this podcast. Because I've, uh, me, myself personally, have enjoyed phenomenal, unbelievable and phenomenal success at my current job. And uh, I work with some great people, people I really like, I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy them actually a little too much. Uh, sometimes there's not much work getting done. Lately, there hasn't been a lot of work, which is irritating as well. Uh, but still, we're, we're all doing all right. I would certainly hope that the rest of you are doing all right. If you are, and and 
remember, folks, the, the podcast is called Grease the Wheels. If you are out there and working in a situation where things are not working out for you and they leave you really, really frustrated and aggravated and upset and irritated every day, then please reach down and grease those wheels and roll your ass the fuck out of there. Life is too short to spend a lot of time being pissed off and aggravated, irritated, and just basically used up where you work. If you're an auto mechanic, and if you're really honestly a mechanic of any kind, there are people out there scratching at the ground, like people mining for gold or or looking for you know silver ingots in the ground. I mean, it's really literally like pigs running for truffles. It's There's no technicians out there. If you put yourself out there and just put your resume out there or even just fill out some applications, you are going to be surprised at the responses. You're going to be surprised. So don't let don't let somebody in some business somewhere use you up and spit you out, okay? Get yourself the fuck out of there. Put aggravation and irritation and all the other horse shit that goes along with not knowing what the fuck you're doing or doing it all wrong. Put all that shit behind you. Put it behind you, okay? Now, uh, I want to move on here. And uh, get into this list a little bit more here because I've kind of been fucking around. Here's one of the things that causes a big problem. Stress can be another huge contributing factor if you've got a million things rushing around inside your brain. It can be difficult to remain tolerant or to be truly present in the moment. Uh, Yes, exactly. Now, stress is something that I believe every human being manufactures on their own. It's a self-made, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay, stress Stress indicates that you care about this, that, or the other thing, and maybe you need to stop fucking caring about things like that, okay? Stress stress is something that you manufacture yourself, okay? You can't, uh, you can't take, I've, I've said this to a lot of people, and I really mean this, honestly, I don't, I don't take delivery of stress. Stress doesn't bother, I don't, I don't stress out about shit, okay? I realize that if I'm working on a car and I'm not going to get it finished that day, oh, well, my car runs. You have to put yourself in your own frame of mind. You have to say, okay, well, this guy wants his car today. Well, this guy ain't getting his car today unless he's got a fucking bushel basket and a tow truck, you know, and don't, don't drop stress off on my door like that. Fuck you. You know, you sold a 10 hour job. You want it done in three. I'm probably halfway done with it after an hour and a half. Yes. But you know what? I'm going to go fucking home. This guy's getting his car tomorrow. Don't put stress upon me because somebody has unrealistic fucking expectations. That's one of the things that really causes a lot of stress for you and I is unrealistic or poor expectations. And I think that, uh, you know, we've talked about this before with service advisors. They need to lower, lower people's expectations. Okay, that's that's the, the, the main point when we say under promise over deliver you tell them say listen you know we're we're a little on the busy side here and it's a 10-hour job so uh it's not going to be today and and it's probably not going to be tomorrow uh the day after tomorrow looks a little better but still it could be even the day after that so uh be prepared for take some time to get your shit fixed because uh by the way you're not the only person on the fucking planet and you're not the only person on the planet with a broken car and you're not the only person on the planet with a broken car that's here right now wanting to get it fixed okay so you may not even be number one you might be a little farther down on the list and as a matter of fact as technicians we like to say back burner you may not get fixed for a week and a half, jackass. Uh, let them know. Just say, look, we got to wait for parts. The technician's got a lot of other cars you got to work on. I'm going to try to squeeze you in, but I want you to be prepared to not have your vehicle for the weekend. But it's Tuesday. I, I understand that. But you have to understand that there's a lot of things that are standing in the way of you getting your car on Saturday, okay? Now, I'd love to call you up on Thursday and say, we got you fixed up, but I'm not going to tell you that. Okay, I'm going to tell you that we're looking at Monday the next week. That's how you lower expectations. It can be done. And then you know what that does to stress? That puts stress on a fucking, it gives them a one-way fucking ticket out the fucking door, okay? I tell people all the time, and I've been quoted, I think, probably a couple of times. I don't like, I don't like stress and I don't, I don't have it. I don't have a place to store it. I, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take possession of it, okay? I have what I like to call a Chinese container ship full of, I don't give a fuck, and guess what that does? That fucking takes stress and throws it in the ocean on the way over. 
It's going to sink and go away. I'm not don't I'm not going to sign for that package. Stress is something that you make. If it makes you irritable to be stressed out, stop being stressed out. You're doing it to yourself. That's the best advice your Uncle Jimmy can give you. Uh, moving on here, the article says, when you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders, it's easy to be snappy with those around you. Well, it's pretty easy to be snappy all the time. You don't have to have the weight of your sh- weight of the world on your shoulders, Mr. Atlas, but uh, you can be snappy with anybody you want at any time. Um, you have to realize that a lot of the people you work with, at least where I work, and like I said, I, I work with a pretty good crew, and they will help you out. They're all good like that. And we help, and I've helped other other technicians out. We, we It's what we do. We're kind of a team almost. Uh, we're not really at the uh, the whole uh, like a family sort of a thing yet. I think maybe we, we, we probably will get there, believe it or not. But for right now, we're a pretty good team and we work together pretty well. And if you need help, they will all gladly help you pretty much down to the last person. So uh, if you have stress and you feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders, uh, ask somebody to help you out. There's a little tip from your Uncle Jimmy and a good one for a change, right? <laughs> Lastly, being in a certain situation or around certain people can also trigger irritability. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you have somebody walking back and forth through your space, uh, that'll definitely get you worked up. Uh, it works for me. Uh, also, too, an email or a text might do it. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, if you're at work and you have to answer emails and they get you worked up, I feel sorry for you, really. Um, because people can write things from a thousand miles away or even two and three and four and five thousand miles away that can get you worked up. It's like, how can you let somebody give you long distance stress? Fuck them. Fuck them. Okay. They got an email and some guy's giving you shit. Just fucking text them back. Hey, you know what? Go fuck yourself, asshole. <laughs> see, see if his stress level goes up. Same with the text. Don't let people fucking give you aggravation from a long distance away. Don't just don't accept it. You're not Western fucking union. Fuck that shit. A comment made by a colleague or a partner, a stroppy. I'm not even sure what that means. A stroppy child having a temper tantrum of their own, having to fork out for an unexpected bill or missing your train. Even if the delay is minimal, can tip the balance of your mood. Sure. All that shit can fuck you up. But let's face it. Being irritable has never helped anyone. No, I disagree. Being irritable helps me because it, it, it informs the people around me that I am am irritated and that I am irritable and then they have a tendency to stay the fuck away from me which is honestly a good thing uh when you're seeing things through that pink mist it's hard to I see I I can't get past that when you're seeing things through that pink mist sounds obscene it's hard to achieve anything constructive well yeah I agree I agree when I'm aggravated I I want to wreck things I want to destroy things it's not it's not constructive that's for sure all we often end up doing is annoying everyone around us. Well, see here again, that Chinese container ship is full of I don't give a fuck. So fuck them. If they want to be annoyed, fuck them. Okay. They don't have to be around me. Oh, if they work there. Yeah. Then I guess they do have to be around me, but they'll understand. Okay. Because honestly, folks, Uncle Jimmy gets pissed off. He gets very angry. He'll yell things. He'll, he'll say things. He'll maybe smash something, maybe throw tools at his toolbox or something. But you know what? That's about, mm, I'd say between two and 3% of the time, the other 96, 97, 98% of the time, I'm in a good mood and we're getting shit done and maybe we're having fun doing it. We're probably having fun doing it. Okay. So you have to take the good with the bad. All right. And that's part of, that's another thing that goes along with stress. It's like, so sometimes you have some stress. Sometimes you have no stress. Sometimes you have a lot of stress. Take the times when you have no stress and decide that the the times when you are stressed, eh, fuck that, fuck that stress. Fuck it. Don't don't accept it. Don't take it in. All right. There's a, another little tip from your Uncle Jimmy. Just don't take it. We're not going to take it. Uh, luckily, though, luckily, although not all of these will work for everyone, we figured out a few tried and tested strategies to break free from irritable mindset and get back to your normal self. Well, an irritable mindset is my is my normal self. Uh, no, I'm not. Like I said, you know, 97 percent of the time I'm a fucking I'm a fucking barrel of monkeys to have around. <laughs> I'm fun, God damn it! You're gonna have to take my word for it. Unless you work with me, then you know. Uh, here's some of the, here's some of the tips and tricks and, and hints that they have for not getting irritated. Uh, there's 12 of them. I'm gonna bang through them pretty quick here because I don't want to be up all night doing a podcast. <laughs> Took me a while to figure out what I even wanted to talk about, and I was so aggravated about it. I thought I'd talk about being aggravated. Number one, take a nap. I got to tell you, and I want to, I'm glad that this is number one because this is really awesome. Take a fucking nap. Now, where I work, there's no real good place to take a nap. 
Uh, you could, I mean, you could always k- kick the back seats down in one of the larger SUVs and, and zonk out in there, but people always have shit in their trunk of their cars. I wish they would fucking stop with that shit, you know? There's always, like, shovels and, and fucking real estate signs and fucking jumper cables. I think everybody in the world has a set of jumper cables in their fucking car. So you can't really kick the back seat down and take a nap in there because there's all that fucking crap in there. Lots of them have sports equipment which is ridiculous. And they get upset if you know, if they knew that we were fucking with it, they wouldn't put it in there, really, honestly. Because some of that sports equipment, we just we we're technicians, we're idiots, we're immature. We have to fuck with it. You know, seriously. I mean, I can't even tell you how many passes I've caught over the middle of the shop when somebody leaves a football in the trunk of their fucking car. I mean, we're going to fucking play with it. Tennis balls, are you kidding me? Everybody in our shop has at least one or two fucking greasy, nasty, fuzzy tennis balls underneath their toolbox because when we get a car that has a good dozen tennis balls in it, we grab one or two of them and throw them at each other until we get tired or somebody says to stop. And then they just end up wherever they end up. And we don't fucking put them back. We don't care. And I'm sure the people who who play tennis wouldn't want them back anyway, so we don't put them back. And I even got in trouble one time for doing a waiter. And the lady's like, why did it take so long for me to for you to do my waiter? I said, well, listen, you know, it's your fault. You had hockey sticks in your trunk. And I got five minutes for slashing in the penalty box. So it's 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 all because of you, honey. Don't put, seriously, I, honestly, because I, I used to work in Buffalo, New York. That's the worst thing to leave in the trunk of your car because if you leave hockey sticks in the trunk of your car, I personally am going to fuck with them, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord, don't do it. Don't do it. Take the shit out of your trunk. I've seen people leave BDSM equipment in the trunk of their car. And we all know how that went. Not well, okay? Uh, taking a nap, that would be a great idea. And I, I'm all, I really, I'm all for it because when I was out uh, sick, I was uh, taking a good, a power. I don't even want to call it a power nap. A power nap suggests that it was short. These were not short naps. I would wake up wondering what fucking day it was. That's how good these naps were. But I can't do that now that I'm at work. So, but I, I think that maybe every, just every once in a while, maybe once or twice a month, maybe you just instead of going to lunch, or maybe you go to lunch and you take a nap too. Who knows? You know. So you have somebody come and get you after half an hour or so. I don't know where you could lay down. I could probably lay down in the bed of my truck. I don't have any pillows or anything like that there, but uh, I could do that. Taking a nap. Here's what it says here. First things first, it's time to make sure your basic human needs are covered. Absolutely. Could your current mood be anything to do with the terrible night's sleep you had? I would agree. Yes. Have you been burning the candle at both ends? Uh, nah, not really. At one point in time in my life, I did. And, uh, I, I can remember that it did make me cranky at times and it was not appreciated by my boss at my regular day job when I would take a nap. <laughs> he didn't like that. I told him to kiss my fucking ass. I, I fucking quit on that motherfucker. He was a fucking, he was a, literally on the, in the top five of some of the, of the stupidest adult human beings I've ever met in my life. Anyway, moving on here. I appreciate that grabbing a quick 20 minutes of shut-eye might not be a viable option if you're at the office or in a shop. I have to add that. I'm sorry. But if you're at all able to sneak off for a power nap, make sure you do so. I, I, I endorse that. As your Uncle Jimmy, I give you permission to dash off for a 20-minute nap whenever you feel like you need it. Because I think, honestly, if you come back to work and you're you're fully recharged and maybe you're not as cranky as you were before, you're definitely going to be more productive. And if you lost 20 minutes of productivity, but now you're more product productive after the nap, I, I think that's a good thing. Stick to the power nap rather than letting yourself sleep for a few hours because, as I'm sure you know, if you sleep for too long during the day, you often wake up feeling groggy and probably in a worse mood. Well, I don't, I don't wake up in a worse mood. I do feel groggy. Sometimes I have to wonder what fucking day it is here. A quick nap can give you the energy you need to get on with your day, having shaken off your irritability. Okay, here's the number two tip. This is a good one, too. Have a bite to eat. Basic need number two. This one's a bit easier to do while you're at the office, although you might not think you're hungry if you're in a surly mood. I am in a surly mood. Do yourself a favor and have a meal or a quick snack and see if that does the trick. Uh, I often don't realize that I've been short-tempered and not firing on all cylinders until someone gives me food. 
does someone have to give you food or can you just go get it yourself? I don't know. I think I could go get food myself. And I returned to Planet. I, this happened to me yesterday on Monday. It was just absolutely fucking out of my mind trying to get this, that, and the other thing done. And I finally just said, fuck it. Somebody wanted to give me more to do. And I said, no, I'm going to go to lunch. I'm going to get a fucking hamburger and I'm going to come back. And I went and got two goddamn hamburgers. And I got I to gotta tell you, this, this is ridiculous, okay, because... This happened to me yesterday. It just goes to show you some of the fucking horse shit that people have to deal with. Not just me, but some of the horse shit that people every day have to deal with. I went to Wendy's, and they had a thing in the window, because they have windows. And they had a big sign that said, hey, two for $6, Dave's Singles. I'm like, fucking sweet. That's got my name written all over it, although my name is not Dave. So I went through the drive-thru, and I ordered two Dave's Singles. Plain, just ketchup. Then I don't want to fuck around with the lettuce and the tomato, all that horse shit. I just wanted some ketchup on it, and I wanted a frosty. I get to the window. She's like, "Oh, it's it's like fifteen ninety. I'm like, "Wait a minute! I thought the burgers were two for six bucks." And she turns and she looks at me. She says, "Well, you have to tell me that that's what you want." I said, "I don't fucking work here, lady. What the fuck? You're the one who works here. Me? Yeah, I gotta fucking tell you the specials that your your company has. I'm the fucking customer here, bitch." course i was just i was just like uh you know i didn't want to spew venom at somebody's going to be handing me food so i was just like seriously this is you're the one who works here not me i'm supposed to tell you what to charge me next time i'm going to come through and say i want two dave singles free of charge are you just going to give them to me for nothing no i don't think so you're going to go oh they're six dollars you know shit here i am telling you they're fucking two for six you dumb cunt ah sorry i i I just wanted to vent a little there. It was just ridiculous, you know? And then they throw you the Frosty, and you know, they, they gave me a spoon. I was lucky there. So anyway, uh, moving on. Getting food. Uh, I, I, I've kind of got a soft spot in my stomach for food. I had a soft spot in my heart, too. But if people want to feed me, I'm all for it. Now, where I work, they feed us on a fairly regular basis. But it's, it's, they're feeding the technicians as an accident. It's like, I want to say a happy accident. It's not really happy. But they want to feed the salespeople. And they just happen to feed us at the same time. I think it, that's the way I see it anyway. They're, they want to they want the salesman to eat and then go back to selling. Uh, do they care what the technicians are doing? I feel like they don't. Uh, I often don't realize that I've been short-tempered and not firing on all cylinders until someone gives me food and I return to planet Earth. What fucking planet were you on that food brought you back from? Anyway, try not to go for anything that's all quick-release sugars. Quick-release sugars. No, I don't agree with that. I go for the sugar because I'm using it. I have a gas tank, not a real one, uh, but I have like a, a almost like a gas tank inside of me that I got to fill it up with sugar every day because I am going. I am moving. As old as I am, I'm still on the move. I, I rarely ever sit down. I'm constantly, you know, moving back and forth between a car and diagnosing and doing this to the car, doing that to a car, going to get a car, you know, driving a car, being in a car, telling people how to drive a car, telling people how to fix a car. I'm constantly moving, and I need sugar to do that. Really, honestly, I you know, if I don't get it, I will, I will bog down. I will, I will slip, I will slip gears. I will be massive slipping between gears two and three. So I need sugar, but it's not really very good for you. Okay. Now I'm a little, I want to say a little obese. Uh, that's fair. I'm a little obese. I could stand to skip some of the sugar, but I really am. I'm using it. Okay. So they're trying to tell you here that it's not that great for you and that you should probably skip it. I, I can't disagree with them. It's been proven, but I use it. Having said that, sometimes there's nothing better for a bad mood than a chocolate bar. A chocolate bar. Who says that anymore? It's a candy bar. It's a Twix. It's a Reese's. It's a fucking Milky Way. It's a Snickers. Go get one. Sometimes just stopping what you're doing, even if you don't go get a snack, that's all it takes. Just stopping what you're doing. You know, people are bringing you cars left and right. You might have three of them, two of them you're scanning, one of them you're working on. There's two outside you got to work on. There's three more you got to work on later. They're bringing in waiters at, at fucking breakneck speed. It's like, oh my God, I got to fix everything in the shop. It seems like nobody else is even doing anything. You got to just stop and go, you know what? They'll get fixed. Sooner or later, they get fixed. They're not going to get fixed instantly. You just got to say to yourself, guess what? Fuck you. I'm going to have a Snickers. Kiss my kiss my ass. Uh, no, well, number three fucking dovetails perfectly right into that. Spend some time on your own. Sure. 
take a long test drive. What the fuck? You're an auto mechanic. You got to see if the car's fixed right. Take a long, long, long test drive. I don't do that very often, but I have in the past taken a good long test drive to just kind of clear my head just to get the fuck out of the building and get the fuck away from somebody who's pissing me off. Do it. This was especially true if you're a natural introvert, but anyone who's feeling irritable could probably do with a bit of alone time. Uh, I I do just fine with a lot, a lot of alone time. I kind of enjoy it. Consciously take yourself away from other people and spend time just with yourself. I'm not going to make any extracurricular comments on that, okay? You might only be... I don't need to fill in the blanks. I think you can. You might only be able to get away with a five-minute walk around the block or a quick cup of tea, or you might be able to treat yourself to a whole evening just for you every day, preferably preferably featuring a bath and some good food. I don't know about the bath. If you're a dude, a dude's taking a bath doesn't really... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just... Dudes really aren't bath-taking kinds of people. Mostly we're shower takers. If you have a hot tub, that's cool. You could certainly do that. That's like a bath, but it's, it's baths, baths are pretty much for kids and girls. Uh, and some good food. Uh, let me go ahead. It, that was the end of the sentence. And some good food. Uh, so take a bath and some good food. Take a bath with some good food. What the fuck? Try it. What the hell? Can't hurt. Uh, <laughs> you'll give your mind a chance to slow down, and even if you can't shake your in irritability, at least you won't be annoying anyone else or saying anything you'll regret. Uh, saying anything that you will regret. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to move on. I say lots of things that I regret. Uh, number four, disconnect from your phone. Uh, I think that's a real good one. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. Just while you're having an evening on your own and nourishing yourself, the last thing you need is to be constantly receiving texts and emails and looking up shit on your phone, especially if your stress level and long to-do list are putting you on the edge. Our modern state of constant con- connectivity means we never really have a chance to switch off. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, we have a chance. I think a lot of us don't take it. We could still be receiving work emails at nine o'clock at night. No, 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 never do that. Never do that. Listen, seriously, if you work till five, just let people at work know that after five, you don't even know who the fuck they are. If you see them in a store or out at a club or a bar and you didn't intend to meet them there and you see them, just say, you know what? I'm going to pretend I don't know you because I, I have to know you eight hours a day. The other eight hours of the day that I'm awake, I'm not going to notice. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to notice you, and I'm not going to acknowledge you. I don't feel like I need to. I need to separate my work and my life from each other. I have to have a work-life balance. When you're trying to snap out of a mood, switching on airplane mode can be a big help. Uh, okay, yeah, but you know what? For me, I forget to turn airplane mode off all the time. <laughs> Nobody calls me anyway, so I just leave it the way it is. I don't have to worry about going in four days later and go, how come nobody's called me and see the airplane mode is still on? And then I click it back off and the text, I get like 900 texts all in a row. Uh, leave your phone in another room for a while. It might help you feel like some of the weight is. Listen, if your phone causes you stretch, I don't have any sympathy for you, okay? Because I don't let my phone run my life. I know a lot of you do. Uh, I think it's a very bad thing, honestly because it has disconnected you from society. And all of society is not bad. Just the part of society you have to deal with at work is bad sometimes. It doesn't allow you to connect with anybody. Uh, I see it all day long, people walking by me at work, looking at their phones so they don't have to look at me, so they have to acknowledge the fact that I'm there and that I exist. And maybe my, they might hear me say, hey, how you doing, or hi, you know. I'm, and it's kind of bad, and it's rude, and it's obnoxious. And you know what? On top of that, it disconnects you from the human race, okay, of which you are a part of. So uh, I think that you you know you can you can actually enjoy a, a lesser stressed life if you take in the uh, distinct pleasures of knowing other people in the human race. And believe it or not, I just said that. But what I mean is, a lot of people will help you out if you have a problem, if you have stress, if you have moods. They will help you out. They might say something uplifting. They might help you with a problem that you're having. But if you never connect with them ever, they can't do that. And if you never connect with them, they're not likely to do that. You need people. People need people. I hear that all the time. And yeah, I live alone and I'm by myself. I'm fine with it. But if I need somebody's help with something, I got a few people I can ask. It's not a problem. I mean, I'm not a, 
I'm not an invalid. I don't need to be carried to the bathroom and shit like that. Okay. There's times where, you know, I'm, I'm in like right now, I need somebody to help me put the hood on my cutlass. I'm going to get a kid from work to help me out with that. He'll do it. No problem. And that's because I help him out. I'm connected to, I'm connected to this guy on a one to one human ratio, a human, human kind of a basis. Let me put it that way instead. Instead of ignoring him and treating him like shit and, and putting him down and asking him when he's going to quit and, and asking him why he's working there and, and, and that maybe he shouldn't and he should get a different job or go back to school. I'll say that to people sometimes just as a joke. Eh, I don't really need to do that, but I think they take it in a manner which it's, which is prescribed. The phone is really, the phone is really causing I, th- I think, honestly, the phone is causing a, a, a humongous rift in society because if you have, if your brain thinks one way or the other, whether it's right or left, conservative or liberal, Democrat, Republican, male, female, black, white, it doesn't matter. Your phone is going to allow you to take the path of least resistance down that particular path that you're going on and you will know nothing of the other path at all and you will not you will not be an enriched human being you will be an idiot really uh, you know functionally okay that's enough i don't i don't need to go off on you about phones uh you you know that they're bad you i also know that you're still going to look at them all day long it's ridiculous uh let me move on here and number five this is exactly what i just did get it off your chest vent yes while I always recommend alone time for those feeling irritable, it can be very good to vent. And that's what I, I, that's the, the, the prescription that I subscribe to is to vent. Okay. You get angry, you get pissed off, you're frustrated, vent. Don't worry about what somebody else thinks. Don't worry about anything. Just vent and get it over with and get back to the 97% Uncle Jimmy that everybody likes. Get back to the 97% of yourself that everybody else likes and, and knows and cares about. You know, you can be angry and, and obnoxious and evil for 3% of your life. And I think that that's a really a good ratio because nobody's perfect. You're going to have to have that in your life. Just have it and own it. Car, you know, a, a repair on a car is pissing you off. Fucking call that car a fucking piece of shit. Call it, a, my favorite one is a, a Nazi crap wagon. Use that one. Go ahead. I don't care. Seriously, Yell at the car, yell at the parts, yell at your tools. Fine, have at it. You can yell at the guy next to you if you want. Eh, you know, he might not deserve it. He might not enjoy it. He might not appreciate it. Uh, that's why I like to yell at inanimate objects. Sure, go ahead and vent. Whatever has triggered you, moaning to someone that you know will listen sympathetically can help you articulate your frustration and then put it behind you. I think that's another thing that I do uh, fairly well is is I'm a pretty good li- I'm not a great listener. I wouldn't say that I'm like a fucking Academy Award listener or anything like that. I'm not a Hall of Fame listener, but I will listen to my friends. And if I can overcome the urge to add my two cents, and just listen. That's that's the best thing you can do for some people. Just listen. Shut the fuck up and listen. A lot of times, if you're talking to somebody about a problem you're having, what they'll do in their mind is they're formulating how it fits into their life and that they had a problem just like that, and they're going to tell you about it. And so you know that, A, they're not listening, and B, they don't give a fuck. So try not to do that. I do that. We all do that. We're all guilty of that. We have to kind of try to be in the moment and be there for somebody if they need us, okay? If they're venting, let them vent. Maybe offer a solution. Maybe not. Maybe not. Some things can't be corrected. Then it says, <laughs> once your rant is over, and here's the 97% to the 3%. Once your rant is over, number six is then ban complaining. Don't complain. Keep keep it short. Rant's over. Once you're done, and I'll I'll actually do that. I go, okay, I'm done. I'm done ranting. I'll shut the fuck up now. And I've actually said that many times. I say, that, that's enough. I feel better. Let's move on. Uh, same thing here. Once you've discussed a problem with someone and voiced your irritation, don't keep coming back to it and dwelling on it. Get rid of it. Just fucking drop it off at the post office. Maybe throw it down the toilet and flush that shit right the fuck out of there. You got a complaint, air it out, then forget about it. Forget about it. If you're complaining about a situation and it really needs to be corrected, you could certainly follow it up with a solution. That would always be a good idea. You could also make sure that you're complaining to the right person. Obviously, if you're having a problem with management, complaining to the janitor isn't going to fucking help you one little motherfucking bit. Okay, so that would be uh, completely, uh, what's the word I want to, <laughs> worthless? Yeah, especially when he doesn't even speak English. That's Isn't that ridiculous? Uh, he's listening, but he's going, wow, I wonder what he's saying. Because <laughs> I don't understand off 
fucking thing he's saying. Number seven is have some fun. And this is this works well for your Uncle Jimmy because I, I like to be a clown, and I've, I've said that before. I like to be a clown, joke around. Uh, a lot of us like to watch crazy videos on YouTube, on our phones, or maybe our maybe our computers, maybe our laptops, whatever. But have a little fun and don't, it, this is what it says too. It says stop, stop taking life so seriously. Watch a cat video. Unless you hate cats. Read a funny article. Sure, why not? Ring a friend who has a great sense of humor. It's hard to put a frown back on your face once a giggle has cracked your stony exterior. That's what it says here. It's like, well, I can do it, but <laughs> it's not easy. I can frown through anything. I can probably frown through sex. <laughs> I don't know. It's been so long. All right. Let's go on to number eight. Do some exercise. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Number nine, ask for a hug. Right. Okay. Well, I think I would actually rather do exercise than ask for a hug. I'm not going to do that. I've told people that I would give them a hug if they need one, but I usually mean it in a joking manner. You know, if they really seem like they're worked up and they're anxious and I go, do you need a hug? And that sometimes breaks the moment for them. So when I don't actually hug them. I mean, I could. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not so homophobic that I, I can't hug another human being or a, a dude or a chick for that matter. I mean, I might even enjoy that. But uh, uh, asking for a hug, I wouldn't I wouldn't specifically ask for a hug myself. You can if you want. Yeah, I think you're going to get a mixed response. Uh, but if you're having a hard time, I may ask you if you want one. It's kind of meant as a joke. It typically breaks the atmosphere. It breaks the mood. And it works. It works for me. If I say to somebody, do you, do you need a hug? And they'll go, no. I just I just need for this shit to stop. It's basically what comes back. Number 10 is take a mental break. Well, don't do what your Uncle Jimmy did. He's been on a mental break since the 70s. So have you ever tried med- meditation? Yeah, meditation is basically just sitting around thinking about shit. And sometimes, eh, sometimes that doesn't help, but sometimes it does. So you're going to have to figure out how you feel about that. It says here, although it might be nearly impossible to empty your mind of all thought when you're irritable, although, quite frankly, I've known some technicians who already have an empty mind, and uh, it just irritates everybody else. Uh, take a mental break. Sure, you you know, sometimes, and I don't, and this is, I think this can be helpful, believe it or not, out of this whole dumbass podcast that's coming out of my f- fucking yap, I think that this could be the most helpful thing. Um, if you're having trouble with some sort of concern on a car, take 10 seconds maybe 10 minutes even and sit down and just think about it. You don't have to you don't have to get tools out, you don't have to get your meter out, you don't have to get a test light out. You don't have to get a jack or lug nuts. You don't have to take any lug nuts off. Just think. And take what I do is I take a little yellow pad and I write down everything that could be the problem with what's going on with this car. Everything that could be the problem. And usually you'd be I think you would be surprised if you started doing this. Usually you'll find that the list is kind of small. You know, if you have an electrical problem where a circuit is blowing a fuse and it does it sort of intermittently, there's all kinds of things you can do. You make a list. You go, okay, you want to check to see if the uh, power side of that circuit going up to the fuse but without the fuse in there is shorting to ground when you sit on a seat or, you know, I mean, whatever whatever's causing this thing to blow. I mean, it could be a wiper motor. So you 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 check to see if, if maybe the wiper motor in, during its actuate, actuation is uh, uh, causing the wires to it to chafe, creating a ground, an un, unwanted ground in a power circuit, and that's causing the fuse to blow. You know, that kind of shit. If, you, if you're having a problem, take a break, write down what you think could be your problem, number them, okay, in order of what is most likely happening, and possibly number them again in order of what would be the easiest fucking thing to check because you certainly don't want to do the hardest thing to check, and then when you get to the easiest thing to check, you find that that's it, and you're like, fuck, I didn't even have to do all the rest of that stuff. But take a mental break, and and if you're having a problem with a car, you could take a mental break and think about anything else, football, sex, rock and roll, drugs, all that, golf, who knows, tennis, Maybe playing hockey, whatever it is that trips your trigger. Take a break and think about something completely fucking different. That can help too. And number 11, it says here, zone out. And I want to read this because I'm not sure what they're talking about. Zoning out to me might mean something different. Sometimes you just need to take your mind off it. Well, I thought that's what we were doing when it said to take a mental break. But I, I you know, obviously people who make content for the internet uh, have to tell you 10 things 
but it's the same thing told 10 different ways. So uh, number 11 is the zone out. Sometimes you just need to take your mind off it. Listen to your favorite podcast. <laughs> Not this one. Uh, get stuck into an audio book or watch an episode of your favorite series. Anything that can capture your whole attention and take your mind off things can help to reset your mindset. I can't disagree with that. It's kind of the same thing we were talking about with number 10 with uh, with taking a mental break. Here's the thing, and I don't know if this will help any of you, is that as your Uncle Jimmy, when I go to work and I go to diagnose something, I know what the fuck I'm doing, just like you guys do. I also know that there really isn't anything that they can throw at me that I can't figure out. Where the stress comes in is that everybody always wants it done really fucking fast. I'm fucking done with fast. It's, that's it. That shit's over. I'm going to go through and I'm going to do my job in the most methodical way possible. And I won't do it with a really super slow pace. I have a pretty good pace of, of you know, I'll make a list of things I got to do. I'll make a list of things I got to check. I get a couple, two, three deep into it and boom, I got the problem sorted out usually. If I, that is if I'm diagnosing something. If I'm doing maintenances or something like that, I've just, I'm a robot with that stuff basically. So I don't even have to think about that. And, uh, you know, and then we do videos. I, that, I've got that so, so well scripted that I can do it while watching other shit in the shop go on. I mean, it's that automatic for me. Zoning out, sure. Go ahead and zone out. But uh, when you, but get ready to get back to it. You know, I mean, you know, if you're working and trying to earn a living, you don't want to zone out too much. And then if you find yourself doing that a lot, we may need to, we may need to find a way to help you grease the wheels. Okay. Number 12 is the one that really does honestly work very, very, very well for me. I'm surprised it's the last one. Uh, I think that it's uh, as far as uh, something that's going to keep you from being aggravated and irritable and, and upset and pissed off is number 12, laugh at yourself. I do shit all day long that really honestly, I think of stuff, I'll see stuff, I'll come up with different stupid shit in my head that just makes me laugh right out loud. Nobody around. Nobody around, no media. I'm not looking at any media. I'll just think of some situation that I was in and or maybe some problem that I came across or maybe I'll just come up with something just completely out of the fucking blue and I'll be laughing. People might even, you know, my my boys, they look at me and they, they know I'm just a fucking crazy son of a bitch anyway. So they see me laughing. They're like, oh, who knows what's going on inside that fucking jackass's head, you know? And they're the same way, really. I mean, you could look over at them and they're doing something just goofy and you look over and you, and you, you got that look on your face like, what the fuck are you doing? And they just start laughing because they know that it looks fucking stupid from where you are. <laughs> Oh, that's why I think we have a really good crew because we're, we're, you're constantly fucking giving each other a little bit of shit and having a lot of fun. And uh, I think that that's, that's really kind of important because you have to like what you do. And there's going to be days when you're not going to like what you do and other people are going to help you like them there where you do what you do and that can help you get back to loving what you do or at least liking what you do. Because I've said it before and I, I mean it wholeheartedly is that if you, work on cars if you're a car guy and you were working in a shop being an auto mechanic of any kind really and and, and even mechanics of other kinds you got to have even the smallest amount you got to have some passion you got to have some passion for it because if you don't you, you you can't do it it's too tough it's too tough to do it without passion and and if you're working with other people who have passion then then you can all kind of prop each other up a little bit laugh at each other yell at each other maybe Tell somebody to duck when you're going to throw a ratchet. <laughs> Tell somebody, get out of the way. Uh, there, there's been days when they've wanted to build a fucking barbed wire fence around my bay and not let anybody near me because you just sometimes it just it snowballs. Sometimes it snowballs. And uh, one of the things that I have found, and this is ridiculous. I don't understand this. I'm sure there's a psychiatrist or a psychologist somewhere who who knows what this is. And maybe it's called Uncle Jimmy Syndrome. But sometimes when I'm pissed off and yelling things at a car or at my tools or even just at gravity, uh, people find that absolutely fucking hilarious. And they'll laugh their asses off. And then eventually it causes me to laugh, too. So, so I got that kind of going for me. I really, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to, to, to say or to even see, but, uh, it happens a lot. People actually try to piss me off sometimes, I think, to see what my reaction is going to be, to see what I'm going to do, to, to hear what I'm going to say. 
Ah, oh, fuck. All right. So there's your there's your 12 tips on how to handle being an irritable, upset, cranky son of a bitch like your Uncle Jimmy. And uh, look, I, I don't want anybody to be like me, but if you're going to be like me, get just do it 100%, okay? 12 things to do when you're feeling irritable. I uh, hope that helped. I don't know. Uh, it didn't. I knew how to do all that stuff. Okay, some of that stuff. I'm exercising. Yeah, you know, well, they're not really going to be doing that. Okay, the knees. The knees can barely handle me being up on my feet for twelve hours a day. I'm not going to come home and and run a fucking four minute mile. It's not going to happen. <laughs> All right. So hopefully that helped you out. I, I, I that was the goal. If I reached the goal, yay. If I didn't reach the goal, oh well, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> there it is. Stress going away leaving i'm seeing it in the rearview mirror uh listen if you get angry you're allowed to get angry just remember that if you're irritable you're allowed to get irritable do it do the best you can to just try to get over it if you got a situation you can't handle and it really drives you crazy just say something to somebody lots of times i say lots of times i think most of the time people are not doing things that piss you off on purpose maybe they are if they are, then it might be time for some violence. But, but you, but don't you fucking tell him. Uncle Jimmy said to do that. God damn it! I can just hear it now. You'd be on trial, and he called me as a witness. The uh, defendant seems to think that uh, violence is the answer because you told him it was. Go, well, violence is the answer if we're playing like uh, Wheel of Fortune, and it comes up, and you've got the V and the O and the L then yeah, violence would be the answer in that case. But in every other case, yeah, it's not quite the answer, okay? So anyway, that's that's enough for your Uncle Jimmy. He's gone on a really, really long time, and he's not left Eric enough time to to edit this thing. So he's going to cut it as short as he possibly can, which is too late already. And we're going to call it a night. And uh, so don't be irritable. Be happy. That's your Uncle Jimmy. He's signing off. He goes like this when he does that. It, he does it every time. Some bitch. He's so consistent. He just goes, see ya.